1: I know a lot of people have thought about taking that trip of their dreams and combining it with a great sporting event. Well, now there's a company that can help you make those dreams a reality. I'm talking about Atlanta Sports Trips, which is up and running, and it's my personal passion project. My goal was to come up with a plan where we could put together four- and five-star luxury travel with all the games you would like to see in person with meet-and-greets, player interaction, tailgates, food, great drinks, You name it, you want the whole process done for you. That's where Atlanta sports trips will come into play. You can check out the website at atlsportstrips.com. On the website, you will see three trips up and available for you right now. A Bravos playoff trip in October. Wherever the world champs go, that's where we're going to follow. With hotel, game tickets, a meet and greet. Everything taken care of for you, and all you need to do is place a $99 fully refundable deposit. If the games and the trip don't happen you will get that deposit refunded to you. We've also got a Georgia-Kentucky trip available for late November that's going to include game tickets, a distillery tour, a meet-and-greet, tailgates. Again, a $99 deposit, fully refundable before September 30th, is waiting for you at Atlanta Sports Trips. You can go to the website atlsportstrips.com to make that deposit today. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. I would be Matt or Matlana. I didn't give myself the nickname. I earned the nickname. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the uh, Welcome to Atlanta edition of the, uh, well, well, we'll do it this way, a Falcon postgame edition as we record this on Friday after what was, boy, that was a rough-looking three hours uh, if you watch the game on Amazon Prime, Al Michaels would have rather been waterboarded than that game to go to overtime to sit through more of Falcons-Panthers. But with the breakdown of all the things that happened last night, let's bring in a friend of the show. He's the uh, Falcons beat writer from ESPN.com. And check out his podcast, From the Perch, Michael Rothstein, kind enough to join us on Welcome to, Mal- uh, to Atlanta. All right, Mike. So uh, you were contractually obligated to sit through all three hours of that last night, uh, I'll start with the biggest surprise for me was the inability for the Falcon run game to get going. What changed in two weeks that the Panthers were able to slow down the Falcons when they couldn't two weeks ago?
2: Well, I mean, it's interesting because you can argue that in theory, their run game should have been better than two weeks ago because they got Cordero Patterson back. Now, Cordero Patterson only carried the ball five times. He played 38% of the snaps. When I asked Arthur Smith about this after the game, he had said that, listen, they lined Cordero Patterson up all over the formation. There just weren't many opportunities to have him run the ball, which sure, except for the fact that you were also running Avery Williams late in the game and you were running Tyler Algier late in the game. So I I, I don't know. I, I kind of shoulder shrug there of saying, okay. And, may, and maybe the real answer is Cordero Patterson is not fully yet up to speed, although he did do kick returns on Thursday night. So who the heck knows what happened there? But I think the real answer here is people know what the Falcons are going to do. They're not shy about it. Like, it's obvious. You look at the statistics, you look at their game plan, Arthur Smith's plays are designed very well, but if you know they're going to run and you have a good run defense, well, you're probably going to be able to stop the run. And I think it it was almost that simple, combined with the fact that they're on their third left guard in as many weeks due to injury, and it was wet, and Drew Dahlman was not snapping the ball well last night. I, I counted at least four, maybe as many as six low snaps. Yep. And that causes problems when so much of your offense is based off of play action and timing and, you know, just kind of being able to operate a zone read. So who knows if that threw stuff off and you kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like, you know, essentially what you said. The, the, the Colby Gossett part of this, whatever Elijah Wilkinson was. And is, he's above average, and he's a big dude. And you've seen a big drop from that to Hennessy and now Gossett. And then the gossett Dolman combo, the low snaps, all of that played into it. So that was the frustrating thing. Before we talk about the uh, the quarterback, the other side is, uh, apparently Dante Foreman is Walter Payton against the Falcons. 248 <laughs> yards, four touchdowns in the two meetings this season. Uh, the Falcons, for all their flaws defensively, have done a decent enough job against the run. So how do you explain what's happened against the Panthers?
2: I mean, don't forget Deontay Foreman is a Falcons legend of three weeks on the roster last year in in the preseason. Don't do not forget that
1: Revenge game.
2: Uh yeah, you know, I mean revenge season. Uh no, listen, he's I think he's found something and the Panthers have found something in him in what he's been able to do, but I, I don't have a good answer. I, you know, I, I asked about the linebacker situation because they were rotating inside linebackers, which they typically haven't done all that much this season. And it, I asked actually some of the linebackers themselves whether it was performance based, and they said no. And then. Arthur Smith also said, no, that was part of the plan. And he was saying, well, they rotate a lot of positions, the edge rushers and the defensive linemen, but they always rotate those guys. They don't always rotate Rashawn Evans and Michael Walker or Troy Anderson. So I just think that they were just beaten. I mean, there's no other great answer for it, right? Like they just were out tough uh, on offense and on defense. And if they're not, Arthur Smith has said it, and it's, through with the type of offense and defense they play, if they're going to get bullied on the line of scrimmage, they're going to lose games. And they don't have right now the secondary to manage that because A.J. Terrell's hurt, Casey Terrell, Casey Hayward is hurt, and uh, you know, and, and they have on a pass rush. Like That's the thing. We're not talking about pass rush right now, Matt, because very simply they are on pace for more sacks than they had last year, but that, we're only not talking about it because they were really bad rushing the passer last year. That's the only reason, like what thirteen sacks now. And they had eighteen last year. So I you know the defense is just is struggling. They gave up big plays, explosive plays. the forty three and the forty one yarders were on second down. So the third down defense was not as bad, but partially because they didn't even get to third down,
1: so we took the plunge, yes, at the turnoff house. the big renovations are going on, so. It comes down to making the right choices when you want to do some of these renovation projects. And for us, when it came down to flooring and carpet, we wanted to work with a great local company that we know could get the job done. That's why we turned to Peachwood Floor Coverings. I got a chance to meet Ryan Cornell and the great folks from Peachwood. When I say meet them, we got in touch with Ryan. 48 hours later, they came out to our home to start setting up measurements and looking at potential options for flooring and carpeting choices. It was beautiful. I love the process. It was just that easy. And right now, the process can be that easy for you. If you go to peachwoodfloorcoverings.com, you can schedule a consultation. They'll come out to your home. And all this month, if you mention Matt, that's the promo code Matt, they're going to save you 10% on that flooring or carpet installation that you've always wanted. You want it easy, you want the process done quickly, and you want it to look beautiful. We're getting all that done with Peachwood Floor Coverings. Again, go online to peachwoodfloorcoverings.com, or you can call them at 678- 935-6901. 935-6901 Peachwood Floor Coverings Big company quality small company services
0: Home field advantage exists in baseball insurance too Your local trusted choice independent insurance agents are active members of your community they'll always have your back Find a local auto, home or business insurance agent at trustedchoice.com
1: Folks, you just heard from Smoltzy, and you heard it from me as well. Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are my trusted choice for insurance agents. They've been my agent for a long time, and they serve all of Metro Atlanta. To get up to 10 auto insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes, visit Rhodes-Group.com slash today. That's Rhodes-Group.com slash It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find? A craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salads, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. The dailydraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like Trivia Night, Kids eat Free night and more. The DailyDraft.net. go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you, you'll love the Daily Draft.: The, the, the frustration and a lot of this you know, Mike, I wrestle with this in my head. I remember they're not good they've overachieved i don't know how they've yep. you know put together a, a four and five and a four and four and now a four and six record so i wrestle with that and on the other side it's like carolina's not good either and and there's a chance carolina could have won both these games had you know they made a 32 yard field goal so i you know you don't want to let that slip which takes us now to the quarterback part of this uh and this is what everybody wants to hear so shame on me for burying it this far into it but Marcus was awful last night. There's no other way to put it. He had the one ball picked. He had four others that I said four that could have been intercepted. Uh, It felt like beyond reckless. It was Marcus realizing, I know the noose is tightening. I'm going to have to make plays. And I think he tried to do things he's not capable of because he knows his time is running short. Is that a possibility at all? Because I can't explain some of the chances he took last night.
2: Uh, Neither can I. Uh, yeah, some of those, the one that was to me, the most confusing actually was not a throw that he made, but it was running out of bounds, uh, for a sack on a third down. Oh. Theoretically you could have, you were in field goal ish range, or at least third and nine from the 36, you go for it maybe because then it'll be fourth and nine or you give Kuh a shot. I don't know exactly how bad at that point the wind was. Uh, but you, by doing that, you push yourself out of it. And, and Koo had a terrible night too. I mean, this was a bad night all over, right? <laughs> it just really, really was. Um, and I, I, that, to me, I still don't understand because that's stuff that you just know not to do. Like that's like that's that stuff that high school quarterbacks and college quarterbacks know not to do. I, I don't. I don't have a good explanation for it. I will say this. I think it actually would have been a lot worse yesterday had Desmond Ritter been put in because the things we know about Mariota are he can evade the rushers and he does take negative plays and turn them into neutral ones with his legs. And they had five sacks and nine quarterback hits. I don't know if Desmond Ritter's that elusive. And certainly in what would have been a first appearance for him, I don't anticipate that that would have gone particularly well. And if you're, the Falcons, you don't want to put Desmond Ritter in in a situation where, barring injury, where he's not set up for success or set up for it's a blowout and understanding handing things off like that. And that wasn't the case last night. So I, I don't have a good answer for you what was going on with Marcus Mariota, other than it was really bad. But the low snaps I think contributed, the lack of offensive line protection, particularly from the interior, I think contributed. No run game means. Yeah, They've got to, they're kind of forced to throw the ball. They were stacking the box because they know they're going to run the ball. So, again, forced to throw the ball. But all this stuff is just, you know, kind of grasping at obvious straws, I think, because there were also some throws that he missed. And there, listen, with the Kyle Pitts stuff, right? Eight targets, two two catches. Now, at least one of those targets was, if not two of them, were clear like he was just the nearest receiver. So he gets credit for that target. But. There were some last night that you sat there and you're like, that is clearly Marcus Mariota making a bad throw. That is not, hey, this is a deep shot. Maybe Kyle Pitts ran the wrong route type situation. It felt to me like this was clearly Marcus Mariota not being able to hit his most athletic best option in the passing game. And that's been a thing that's been all season long. And I, I don't know the solve for that. And by the way, I don't necessarily think Desmond Ritter is the obvious solve this season because it, a lot some of this is offensive line stuff. And uh, you know, I think Marcus has had good games and does a lot for them, like particularly in getting them in and out of plays in a calming demeanor. I actually wrote a lot about it on Thursday, um, going into this game. So if you read that story and take it with the grain of salt of what we didn't know what was going to happen, like you know, there's some inf- good information there, but. Man, it, Matt, it, it was brutal. <laughs> and there's no other way around it. And, no, there's not. Well, and, look, and let's let, and let me use a word you just used. He's a really nice, like genuine human being. Because and that's fine, that's Mike. I, I mean, I, I don't mean he he to
1: cut you off. I, I don't care yeah. that he's a genuine human being. That's nice. I, I like him. I, I think his t- his teammates <laughs> like him. But you use the word "Does Ritter solve anything?" And I don't want to use that word. I'm not okay. naive. I my expectation is I'm not expecting Desmond to be the answer here because history tells me the third round pick is not going to be. That being said, whether he solves anything or not right now to me is not the issue. But if I could look at Desmond in 10 days, because that's when the Falcons were recording this on Thursday or on Friday, they played on Thursday, and you could put him in there, I could argue the offense probably won't look that much different. Doesn't mean he'll operate the same way as Marcus, who's a veteran, and Marcus knows how to get them in and out of stuff and all the things we know. But the value of playing Ritter is one of two things. Even if he gets his brains beat in, which I don't want for him. We're going to see if he's able to you know, bounce back from either making mistakes or struggling early. And if he's not, the Falcons know they can go another way. But a seven-game sample, which isn't even enough, is at least valuable to see what he can do, more so than spinning your wheels with Mariota for seven more games.
2: Sure. I'm not suggesting they, they finish the season with Mariota. If they end up out of this thing, like you go to Ritter, I think, right away at that point. Here's Here's the converse of that, right? Like you know, you cut me off, and that's fine, and I totally get it. Like I'm talking about genuine human being as teammates, really like him. But that, when you go make a quarterback change like this with a quarterback that is not necessarily playing well, but has the support of the locker room still, and if you make that change and it goes poorly, you you have a chance of of doing more damage not to your quarterback situation, but to what you're trying to build right now as an ecosystem. So you have to, that's a big decision to make because they're in the playoff picture still. Like whether we think they are or not, like they are just because they're in the mess of the NFC South. If they were in the AFC East, I don't even think this is a conversation. I think prob- honestly it, we're probably talking about, yeah, like this is – it seems like it'll happen, but you're in playoff contention. And how do you go to your players and say – listen, we're making this move. And then if it doesn't go well and you've gone off with has at least put them still in contention, that, that's, a tough sell in that, that's a tough sell in a locker room. I, it really is. And then, you know, I, I mean, I don't think it's like, you know, a, a death knell type thing, but you all of a sudden created work for yourself as a head coach in w- what you've been trying to build over two years that you didn't
1: need to do. I don't disregard any of that. I, I don't. I think there's value to that. At the same time, what what is the like, We keep getting into this playoff race thing, right? And we did this a little bit last year because nobody was running away. They're four and right. six right now. They're probably about a two and eight talent. Carolina makes a field goal. You know, three and seven. All these things. I, I feel like we have to stop talking about everybody else. And if I'm Arthur Smith, this is the this is the tough part about being a CEO and, and a head coach. I got to look at me. I got to look at us. The fact that Tampa's underachieved and the division hasn't been very good. I don't know that that's supposed to, to make me alter my both short and long-term plans, and I would hate... Because, Mike, you and I, if we're being honest, they're not making the playoffs. Like, they're like everybody looked at the schedule when it's due. At best, let's say they finish 7-10, and 10, and you you okay. continue to do it because you want to hold on to Mariota and keep the locker room, and, you know, you owe it to them to stay in this thing. How does that further the cause beyond this year? And I still think that's got to be the number one goal.
2: Sure, but here's the thing. There's no guarantee that doesn't register the quarterback, and... So remember this too, Matt. Like you were talking about, third-round pick. Third-round picks aren't usually the answer. And this, I said this back at the draft. If they took a quarterback in the third round, fourth round, and that guy ends up being your backup for a decade because he he does a lot of good backup quarterback things, that's still a valuable pick. Like this whole thing of doesn't. Yeah, you want to eventually see what he can do, but I I just to me right now. I don't think you can move on. I think you'll have a much clearer picture at the bye, and this is maybe a benefit of the late buy, the latest possible buy, is if you, say you lose to Chicago next week, right, and then you lose to Washington, and it's clear you're done. Well, at that point you can maybe make the move before the Pittsburgh game. Pittsburgh's a winnable game, and then you have the buy, continue to get Desmond Ritter ready, and you still get a sample size of him. I'm just throwing obviously a hypothetical out here. But I, like that, to me, I just, I don't know. I, maybe they do make some move now. I, I, I really don't know. Arthur Smith, when I asked him, is Marcus Mariota, you know, do you anticipate him being your star next week? He did not say absolutely yes. He gave a longer answer. And it, it was something that he very easily could have just said yes. So uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, Arthur Smith, I don't know when this is going to drop. We're talking at like, what is it, 1130? That's going to go. Nine, this is, but, we're,
1: we're recording this on Friday morning. This will be out today on Friday.
2: Okay, so Arthur Smith talks around two o'clock Eastern today. So by the time we're talking, there may be some sort of answer on this. But you know, I, I just I don't know. I just I understand the argument for for moving on from him, and I talked about it on my podcast too, uh, moving on from Mariota. But I just don't know if they'll do it yet because of playoff contention. And beca- and I know, listen, I, I get what you're saying too. That you take everything else out of it. But it's about development, also. It's not only development of your quarterback, but development of your entire roster. And it goes, to me. It just goes back to the the message it sends to your roster with the quarterback. If it doesn't work, because you do this, you can't. And if Desmond's bad, and Tampa keeps losing, and New Orleans keeps losing, and you end up still in it, it's really hard to go back to Marcus after that.
1: Oh, I don't disagree like, with that either. Like I, so I think that's f-
2: if you do this, you have to be real committed to it. And to me. I think there's enough that Marcus does because uh, that that's a tough call to make because also we don't know what Ritter can do with his legs. Like, I know a lot of people are talking about, well, you saw what he did in preseason, play, but he didn't play against a single starter. Like, and there was no skinning. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you go back and look at what the knocks on Desmond Ritter were going into this, well, they were inaccuracy and some decision-making. Well, what are you looking at right now?
1: So we took the plunge, yes, at the Chernoff House, the big renovations are going on. So it comes down to making the right choices when you want to do some of these renovation projects. And for us, when it came down to flooring and carpet, we wanted to work with a great local company that we know could get the job done. That's why we turned to Peachwood Floor Coverings. I got a chance to meet Ryan Cornell and the great folks from Peachwood. When I say meet them, we got in touch with Ryan. 48 hours later, they came out to our home to start setting up measurements, and looking at potential options for flooring and carpeting choices, it was beautiful. I love the process. It was just that easy. And right now, the process can be that easy for you. If you go to peachwoodfloorcoverings.com, you can schedule a consultation. They'll come out to your home. And all this month, if you mention Matt, that's the promo code Matt, they're going to save you 10% on that flooring or carpet installation that you've always wanted. You want it easy, you want the process done quickly, and you want it to look beautiful. We're getting all that done with Peachwood Floor Coverings. Again, go online to PeachwoodFloorCoverings.com or you can call them at 678-935-6901. Peachwood Floor Coverings, big company quality, small company services.
2: Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it. But that somebody doesn't have to be you. At the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at roads groupcom
1: It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend, Sean Daly. That's get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near and then baseball's around the corner, Knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta. You're gonna to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're gonna find: a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salads, sandwiches. Flatbreads, uh, you name it—they have everything to find. Everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night or a date night. The DailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights, like trivia night, kids eat free night, and more. The DailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love the Daily Draft. You mentioned yeah. the bye week. Let's talk about the bye, because I looked at that, too, and I thought, well, maybe you do it around the bye. If you're going to try Ritter, and let me say it for the like fifth time for people, I'm not expecting Desmond to be the, the long-term answer. If he is, it would be a wonderful surprise. But all I can do if I'm Martha Smith is prepare him the best way I can if I'm going to use him somewhere. And when you have this little mini bye with the 10 days and a home game with the Bears before a Washington trip and, and Pittsburgh, those seem like three games that are at least – sort of manageable and winnable if they waited to the bye for instance mike they gotta go to new orleans and then baltimore and back-to-back weeks that's really setting him up for his first couple of starts to be in a bad situation i just think you got to set him up to have some level of success to evaluate him because if i asked you before the season what's the number one thing you think the falcons need to accomplish in 2022 i think we would have all said at some point to look at the the young quarterback to see what you, you have and what you don't have so you go into the offseason with a better plan is that fair
2: Absolutely. I mean, that, the number one question was what does the quarterback position look like going into 2023, whether, frankly, that was Mariota, because of what we saw Arthur Smith do with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee and kind of resurrect the career there of Ryan Tannehill, that you, you wanted to see what he could do with Mariota, and then if it didn't work, you wanted to get a handle on what it was with Ritter. But I don't. I think also when we were having those conversations, Matt, no one expected either the NFC South to be the, you know, I I don't even know the right word to describe what it is right now. I was trying to think of something creative, and I got nothing. It's just bad, terrible division. Like, no one expected that. So no one expected Tampa and New Orleans to be this bad. And no one expected the Falcons to be sitting here at 4-6. and Like, so those two things that happened have kind of changed that Now, I don't want to say it changed their plan, but I think it changed the conversation of what you're going to do because of that. Like, because I I go back to the locker room thing, right? Because how do you go in front of your players and say, hey, you're going to do this for the long-term question of the team when you're still in a very short-term thing? Because let's be honest, they have a ton of cap space, and a lot of these guys aren't going to be there next year. So what message are you sending?
1: Again, it's it's a, it's I can't argue it. It's 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 something to consider. And outside, you know, everybody just, you know, thinks these guys are very video games and robots, and that shouldn't matter. Um, no next season becomes it <laughs> becomes fascinating for for me because of all the money they have to spend. Now, the ultimate would be you hit the jackpot on Ritter, and now you can go spend that money in all these other areas. The hope is you get enough look at them to at least kind of have some evaluation that would make some sense. Before we let you go. Uh, Talk to me about the other young guys now, whether it's Ebicady, uh, Troy Anderson. We know what Drake's been fine, so I'll leave him out of this. Drake looks like a, a player. Uh, Tyler Algier has been a big surprise. Give me your thoughts on this class uh, and how this kind of sets the Falcons up moving forward.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, like you said, I know you want to take Drake out of it, but Drake's been really good. I think he's been every, almost everything that you could have asked for, but you know, some of this is the limitations of the passing game, and it's just not – you know, delivering, but he's played extremely well. And, man, and he he's violent when he catches the ball, and, and you needed somebody like that. It's a, kind of what you think you have in Pitts, too, still. Like, you get those two guys going, and, and it changes things. Uh, Arnold Abiquete's been fine. I, I think you've seen some real flashes of potential there where when he gets a full-off season, when he gets some time to maybe understand professional system, when he maybe gets a little bit more help beyond just Grady Jarrett, and so he's facing a little bit, you know, less attention. Then I think he's got a real chance. I think that was a really good draft pick for them. He's shown flashes. Just it doesn't necessarily come in sack numbers because, you know, of the pressures. Uh, Troy Anderson, I really liked him. He was always raw. That was always this year. I thought was always going to be a, Hey, he might end up being on special teams. I think the fact they're giving him anything, they're giving them anything defensively is a bonus, and what you're seeing is you see the speed, you see the sideline to sideline agility. That once you see the instincts, and once kind of the knowledge of everything catches up to that, which it will, because he's a very smart player. Remember, this is a guy that was a quarterback at one point at Montana State. Like he's played, I think, almost every position except like the line, on um, offensive and defensive line. At some point, it feels like when he was in college that the IQ is there. It's just a matter of getting used to it, jumping from Montana state. So I think, I think they found a really good player there. Ritter. We've talked about ad nauseum. We have no idea. Uh, and, and we won't know for a while. D'Angelo Malone. again, <laughs> another guy like, I think Troy Anderson, where you knew that it wasn't going to necessarily be a this year thing. You liked his college production. They love this college production, uh, but it was not in a power five conference. And I, they, I think there's still, again, have been flashes, not as many as at the Kete, but it's next year we'll, we'll get a real answer. You know, I, I put those two guys kind of in, in a Richie Grant conversation, right? Because Richie Grant last year, this time last year, fans were, you know, what, what's going on with Richie Grant? What's going on with Richie Grant? Well, Richie Grant's one of their better defensive players right now. Like, he, he's played every snap for them and is, I think, played more snaps than any defensive player in the NFL. And he's looking like he could be a really good player. Tyler Algier is a good running back. We'll see how he can expand. He talks about wanting to be an all around running back. I don't know if they I don't know if that fits in his skill set, but he's a hard runner. There was one run he had, it was in the second half, where you saw the patience and you saw that start to come from him. And it's like, you know, these little small things you see from rookies, but he waited for the hole to open behind the oh, line yeah, because yeah. he actually got there too quick. So yeah. you see that, and, and that tells you something. But I think he's run really hard. And honestly, I kind of like that combination of him and Caleb Huntley. Because every time Caleb Huntley's in, by the way, like he. He does well. Well, I, I think they found something there. I know he's not part of his rookie class, but with Alger and me, I think he might have something. And then if you get like a, a real like young star, then you have good problems to have. Uh, and then what the sixth round guys? <laughs> they're on the practice squad. Like yeah. I have. I mean, well, Jonathan Sackter not on the practice squad. He's on injured reserve, but for all intents and purposes, the same thing. And. Uh, yeah, I, I have no real concept of what that's going to look like. To me, Horn's been all right as an undrafted guy. He really has on the defensive line. Like, if he's a rotation guy that plays a little bit for you, uh, you know, that, that's all right. You know, who knows how that goes long-term for him. But he's given you enough as, like I said, you know, a backup defensive lineman. And if you're a UDFA and you get a guy who can play and be on the 53, that's, that is a win for you. Especially, again, I'm going to go back to this. They had... They don't now because of the Bears, you know, trade Robert Quinn, they trade Roquan Smith. So they created a lot of dead cap for themselves. But before a week ago, the Falcons had the most dead cap and I think was the second most cap space. So that's the type of roster they built. They built a roster with a condensed cap. And the fact that they're in this and they're getting their rookies and their second year players, some real valuable experience I think that will pay off in 23 and in 24 when it frankly Matt, it needs to
1: it's gonna be a fascinating finish no no matter how this one goes over the next uh, six oh, or know, seven man. weeks yeah uh, hey listen get some sleep we appreciate you making time and uh, we'll see how things go when they get back on the field against Chicago I'll remind people check out Michael Rothstein's podcast from the perch does a great job weekly couple of how many uh, two or three shows a week
2: uh, yeah, generally we do two, uh, two, week, two weeks. They drop on Monday and they drop on Thursday. We do Thursday. three this week just because of the Thursday night game. But Mondays yep. and Thursdays and then uh, obviously all my stuff
1: over at ESPN.com. Love it, Mike. Thanks for making time. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, so much for taking the time to listen to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. Thanks to our producer, Matt Lear, for his assistance with the program. He's the glue that keeps the operation running. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Atlanta. Uh-huh.
0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina